0: Statue, retired number, Hall of Fame, all of them, some of them, none of them. It's all coming up on the emerging podcast scene, presented by Extend Technologies on the free Odyssey app. The first four hours were simply in a moose bush. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much.
1: Sure, you the one not dessert? Not for me. Yeah, good.
0: Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. We have Owen in for Tone today. We are doing the second in the series of the back room, the special back room at the restaurant here. Hello, Owen. Hello. Uh, you had an interesting question before. Th- next week, I'm arranging for. I was going to try it this week, and then I just wasn't able to run anybody down because I had a different concept. I beg your pardon. The person, I'm hoping they'll say yes. The person I have for my concept next week is the very first person I thought of. So I don't want it to sound like, oh, we oh, ran sorry. around, we got you. I had a different concept. We decided, I think, uh, we talked to the Marble Mouth, and we talked to Lima, and I think they kind of want to do that on the show, the actual show. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be a yeah. good guest. Yes. Like, once he actually. Yes. I'm pretty sure yes. that's going to happen at some point, right? Like. Yes. Yes. And once it happens, it's going to be a good guest and people, they're right. It's going to be a good thing on the show. I just thought, hey, at least like we need to do it. So if it doesn't work for the show, we at least have to do it on the podcast and we can play Mm -hmm. snippets on the show. But I agree. It'll be very good for the show. We are now in the part of the year where there is no more active football, but the NFL, it's always active. So
0: there's um, always stories.
1: And that, and now even this week, right now. So now even basketball's done. We had a game last night. No games tonight. Uh, everybody's going. Where is it? Indianapolis now for All Star Weekend. And I, and I believe
0: that. I'm getting a lock in on the on the guest for next week right now. So okay. I'm not going to say his name because I don't. You know, if something bad comes but up. I don't. We do wanna...
1: know it's a man.
0: Yes. Yes, he's a basketball coach in the in the area. Because I did a local football coach, and I was nice. like, I want to do a local basketball coach. And there's one I know pretty well, and I want to bring him on, uh, hopefully next Thursday, to talk about, not the plight, but the situation of, of high school basketball in Northeast Ohio. Because he's, he's dealing with a little bit. there's There feels like there's a transfer portal in high school sports to a degree, but we'll save that for next week. Because he's dealing with it a little bit on his own. Uh, you had a question about Corey Kluber that we were going to talk about on the air, and... I didn't find the right opening for it. Because yeah, it's I, tough right now. Jonathan wanted me to – well, jo- I hope I'm not too hot on this. Jonathan wanted me to um, oh, you say it on it. the air. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I turned myself down. I'm sorry. Yeah, Didn't, you're mean, fine. To be, didn't mean to be overblown there. Uh, Jonathan wanted me to bring it up on the air. And it's not – but I I, I said to you, I was like, oh, I've, I've said it on the air before. But Jonathan had never heard it. But I don't want it to bog down what you wanted to say about Corey Kluber. Because there's another take that I think that people are going to go, ooh, that's some fire over the over the uh, plate. But I, I felt about this stronger and stronger over time. But there's a different thing that I want you to bring up. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Corey Kluber. So, Corey Kluber is the uh, – he's probably the marquee player of the Terry Francona era <laughs> here in Cleveland, right? huh Like – As far as, especially pitcher, you know, you might have a, you know, Jose Ramirez obviously has a say in that. Francisco Lindor has a say in that. Uh, But Corey Kluber, two-time Cy Young winner, he actually was, uh, he was pretty old when he actually started, you know, when he made the bigs and, and was making a role on the staff. I mean, you think back to when he actually, uh, came up and became a part of the uh, rotation. Yes. And it was Justin Masterson who was the ace at the time. And and uh, Corey Kluber for me, because that's the point where, you know, not growing up in Cleveland, but always having a tie to Cleveland and uh, watching, you know, ever since the movie Major League came out, I've always watched the Indians. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were my the, my AL team as a kid. And then as I moved here, they transitioned to being – my team and my favorite local team to actually support and beat, you know, go to the games for. So Corey Kluber was kind of the guy for that. And he announced his retirement, um, you know, over the weekend. And immediately it was like, well, he's got two Cy Youngs. Like, is he a hall of famer? Like, that's the easy thing to go to. Right. And then I remember doing this once he got the second Cy Young, of looking up the numbers, and I don't have them in front of me, but you know, there are guys that have two Cy Youngs that are not in the Hall of Fame. That's it's
0: weird not... though, his numbers are comparable to Nolan Ryan.
1: Right. Somebody did a side by side, and his numbers are like right there
0: with Nolan yeah. Ryan's. And, and Nolan Ryan's obviously a Hall of Famer, right. so, but never a Cy Young winner,
1: oddly enough. Well, he didn't deserve it. He's a compiler. No, but. It's uh, such a weird stat that everybody remembers right. it. But uh, when I, so I started thinking about, well, well, how do you talk about his legacy? They don't do Jersey retirements in Major League... Well, the Gar- I don't know if it's the Guardians or Major League Baseball. Said you're not retiring numbers unless they're in the Hall of Fame. That's something... And Peterlin even brought that up the other day when we were talking off-air. Since 2015, I believe that's kind of like the, the rule now, right? So... I think a lot of... I think, you know, the NFL
0: people would go, why is it Joe's number retired? And they're like, wait a minute. Like, because right. the NFL is... Like, they... The NFL very strongly um, suggests to not retire jerseys, and a guy like Joe Thomas numbers.
1: has that nice out of he has the number of snaps. Yeah, and it's a great number to retire because who else is going to hit yeah. that number? Right. Well,
0: it's like, and we could always say like, well, no one else is going to wear seventy three, and because he's in the Hall of Fame right. and because he's in the Ring Honor and everything like that, um, you know, no one's going to wear seventy three. It's just that when you have jerseys, be they're they're just so much. The, the Celtics overdid it. I'm telling you right now, right. there's, there's got to be people who work with the Celtics like, yeah, we kind of overdid it on this one because it's, it's very difficult. And uh, I think that as time goes on, like you're going to have more great players you're gonna, you're just gonna have more, but you can also there's, there can be an understanding of going, well, no one's ever gonna wear number fifteen with the Chiefs ever again. I'll tell you that right now. Right. So, like, Obviously, you that's know, 80 is gonna be a tough number to give to somebody. Uh, so that that that's part of it. I didn't now, I, as far as the jersey, I didn't know there was an actual rule, because usually it's an understanding. Like we we strongly yeah, suggest you and, don't do it. I didn't know there was a rule. And baseball
1: has more unwritten rules than anybody in professional sports. So
0: is it an unwritten rule? I'm not
1: sure. I know that Peter Lynn was very uh, adamant that unless you are in the Hall of Fame, you are not getting your number retired. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, well, I, I knew
0: that they would, they would suggest that, but I didn't know that. Um, when it comes to Kluber, it's, it's hard for me to make arguments to keep guys out of the Hall of Fame, unless it's just they're, they're brutally not a Hall of Famer. For the Baseball Hall of Fame, I, I don't think why, I can't see a reason why he wouldn't have a good chance. If he, he's a two-time Cy Young winner, and I know there's two-time Correct. Cy Young winners who can't. He's never won a ring, right?
1: Correct. Okay, I mean, so that's that makes it difficult. He pitched game one, game four, and game seven of the 2016 yeah. World Series. Yeah, and he, he hmm. just was out of gas. I mean, we had nobody. Who was the kid? Was it Ryan Merritt was the kid that went up to Toronto yeah. and started game six of that?
0: I would have to lean. Well, no, because now with the differences in who they vote and who they don't, but we are starting to get past that generation now of the, of the Royd era guys. And so we're starting to get past to a different generation of guys who you would say, well, yeah, they deserve it. If you're making, if you're making comparisons to Cy Young winners, I think it's difficult to make a Cy Young win a Cy Young of the first time. Right. And I think it's almost impossible to win two Cy Youngs, but he's able to do it. Like, Clayton Kershaw is a three-time Cy Young winner. And for a while was known as not good in the postseason. Yeah, blew it in
1: the postseason
0: every year. Yeah, but now he's just in – you could say, hey, 2020 wasn't a full year. Okay, he's a world champion. He was also an MVP as a pitcher. I want to say it was 2014. But don't uh, quote me on that for Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Um, He was? Okay, so I know he's an MVP. I'm not sure which year. I thought it was 14. For I think Grushel. it
1: was
0: 14, Yeah, So, he's definitely a Hall of Famer, uh, without a doubt. So, where does that stack up where Corey didn't win a su- with Super Bowl? Corey didn't win a World Series. How many wins does Corey have? Let
1: me pull that up real quick. I went on well, to finding going to be It's going to be numbers. hard
0: for you to do it because then it's going to be like, okay, how many win does, wins does Corey have in, in comparison to other right. Hall of Fame pitchers? Does, I mean, off the top of your head, I think for a lot of people, does Corey Kluber feel like a Hall of Famer to you? Corey Kluber is 116
1: and 77. Okay.
0: Which would probably be somewhere in the lower amount right. for Hall of Fame, if, if he was going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, he was also, his innings have to be through the roof, because he was an innings eater for a very long period of time. The, the best thing about Corey Kluber is that he always, I, I, you rarely saw a situation where Corey Kluber just went out and had his ass handed to him. Um There would be once or twice a year. I mean, out of 35 or 36 starts you get out of the year, you're going to have some times where uh, things don't go your way and you're going to get shelled in your first time out. Usually you're good for one a year. But there were a lot of times where I I thought Corey Kluber didn't have his best stuff, and he would still get you to the fifth or sixth. He would still find a way to get you there. And so it's like, all right, we're not going to be striking out a lot of people today. Hopefully we're going to have a lot of ground balls because I don't have it. Something's weird, but here we are and he would try to get you to the 5th inning and see if you get a chance and I thought I think they won a lot of games that way where he would just try to get you to the 5th inning and and keep things going and the pitch count would be up there but he he'd find a way to get it there. So I have a lot of respect for Corey Kluber in that way, but I can't off the top of my head just feels like a Hall of Famer. Like I, it doesn't
1: smack yeah, me. And, probably, and the baseball
0: Hall of Fame has become the weirdest one to throw it out there with.
1: Probably part of that too is because of the um, you know, from 2007 to 2013, the franchise just couldn't win games. Mm. They they couldn't, you know, Maniacta 2008 era. to 2008. Yeah, yeah, 2008. Um, and it's just, but so I kind of moved past, though, is he going to get in the Hall of Fame? And I thought locally, right, what do you do for the guy? Because he is such a, I mean, that's the best, um, the best run in the American League wins-wise as a franchise or as an organization over that 10-year period that Tito was there. I think the Yankees actually ended up catching up at the end. But for the longest time, you know, most wins in the American League, that's that's what we touted for Francona, and Kluber was a huge part of that. So I wondered, did Corey Kluber do enough to have a statue built here in Cleveland? So this is my
0: theory on it, and this is what's going to be controversial. They have three statues, right? Right. Okay. They have a Memorial Park, right? They do. I think there should be a Memorial Park. But the reason... Uh, here we go. I've really strongly reconsidering... Once you put the statue up, I don't think you'd take it down unless he does something terrible. But I don't know why Jim Tomey has a statue. Um, at the time, I I supported it. But as time's gone on, I look at him compared to Larry Doby... Broke the color barrier in the American League. Right. There's a clear reason you would have a clear uh, Larry Doby statue out there. Bob Feller was in the bleep in World War right. II. Like he's an American hero. He he's, yeah. There are stories about him. Like he took lives in World War II, right. but he like he he saw people pay the fiddler. He deserves a statue. He won a World Series, and he served the country. He deserves a statue. Those two guys get it. Hey, Jim Tomey's a, a nice guy, and he's one of the great hitters of all time, home run hitters of all time. He's obviously one of the great sluggers of all time. But, yeah, he's, a, he's an Illinois guy. Right. He's from Peoria. I, I, any of the stuff I see, it's kind of like with the White Sox. And I got this statue out there and I'm thinking, all right, he hit a lot of home runs. But if I put him next to, if I put him next to Larry Doby and Bob Feller, guys, I'm sorry. One of these things does not seem like the other two. Cause we're talking about two fellers, two fellers, two people. We're talking about two people who meant more than just the game to me. Jim told me, I'm sure he's done plenty for charity and all the other good stuff. But he's the game. It's it's the game, and I got this statue out there. I'm like, all right, he hit a lot of home runs, and at the time, yeah, I was supportive of it. I thought the people who still held the grudge over the Phillies and stuff like that. I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. With the Phillies,
1: when did he leave? When did he leave the Indians? He left in oh one. I okay, believe. so that was under Dolan no, ownership. He was here ninety nine to to two thousand. And the Dolans or, bought sorry, the team in two thousand to two thousand two. Yeah. Dolan's bought the team from 2000. Dick Jacobs in 2000. 2000. Well, we blame the, we blame the Dolan's on
0: everybody else leaving. I got to make sure my timeline, because I'm trying to remember my arguments. When they first gave him a statue, there were a bunch of people who said, you can't give him a statue. That's stupid to give him a statue. He left here, this, that, and the other. And I said, well, there's plenty of people who, I mean, Francisco Lindor, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like there was a lot of convenient stuff written about why he would leave and stuff. And I just didn't like it. It, it. it kind of felt like a distasteful way to leave in a lot of ways. And maybe that's some of that's his fault. Maybe some of it's not. I'm not sure. So I don't want to blame it all on Francisco Lindor. But a lot of us, if they wouldn't have signed Jose Ramirez, we would have taken Jose Ramirez side. Um, a lot of us understood when it came to CC Sabathia, we got mad at the Dolans for that. Well, why can't I get mad at right. the Dolans for Jim Tomey? Okay, so that's a baseball thing. So, so he leaves. He goes to Philly. It's no, no hair off my ass about him going to Philly. I don't care about him going to Philly. I don't care about him winning a World Series with the White Sox or whatever. Did he win a World Series with the White Sox? No, he didn't. Okay, I I get see. My timelines get
1: mixed up, man. They were. He was in Chicago from 2000. maybe. Maybe he was. 2006, Did he 2007, 2008. Okay,
0: see if he won one. I'm not sure. I thought he might have won one. So he, then he bounced around. He was with the Orioles, came back to us. Like the whole thing was with the Twins.
1: Uh, he's a he's a great hitter. But when we're talking yeah, about over 600 home runs in his career, 337 with the with the Indians. Yeah. So the major, bulk of the series, dude, was with us. Yeah. And that's
0: great. And I'm not saying his number shouldn't be retired, but I'm going, man, when it comes to statues, like, I don't think Corey Kluber should have a statue. But if I got Jim Tomey, who's out there, if Corey Kluber ends up being a Hall of Famer, then, yeah, give Corey Kluber a statue. But I put him next to am like, God, man, Bob Feller and Larry Doby and Jim Tomey has a statue. It's just it's not the same. It's not the same. And I know it's different. Jim Tomey did not. The world's different. So some of that is not fair towards Jim Tomey. So maybe I'm being a little bit too hard on Jim Tomey. But, man, you see these, these legends of not just the game but life. And it just doesn't seem to make sense with all those guys. Because, like, the okay, the Lakers have a lot of great basketball players. And I know that they have, what, they're going to have three Kobe statues? Like, okay, well, some of that is based on circumstance, obviously, and how he passed away. That's not lost on me. But different things matter to different organizations. Lima in the North, in the Nate Thurman thing, now it makes sense. I mean, it does make some sense. Right. The guy did not – he's from Akron, but he said he was rooting for Golden State on our radio station before he passed away. He has number retired, and you go, well, when did he get his number retired? We well, got his number retired because we didn't have any legends to retire at that time. Well, we, have leg- we, we do have some legends since, and we certainly have some legends coming through here. Because we're gonna hang twenty-three, we're probably gonna hang zero, probably gonna hang thirteen. Two is a controversial thing. Um you think Colin
1: Sexton needs that retirement?
0: <laughs> Before this whole last year or two years, I would have said easy for, for number two, but now I'm not sure. Because uh, I don't know if I mean I don't know if they trust him in public with a speech or anything like that. So that's – I mean, it's – you could say whether or not they deserve it, but it's up to the organization to decide whether or not they want to bestow that upon a player. Uh, But with LeBron, Kevin Love, I think Tristan Thompson, which I know people cuss me out for the Tristan Thompson thing, but if you really look at some of the numbers, it's like, that's number 13.
1: Well, and and the games played and all that, I
0: mean – and LeBron, to some people, quote-unquote, saved basketball in the area. Now, I look back and I go, it's a good basketball city, so I don't know if that's all true, but certainly he put the put the Cavs on the map nationally, won them a championship, broke the streak. Like, yeah, you're going to have a LeBron James statue uh, somewhere within Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. That's, that's all well and good. With the Browns, Jim Brown, the legend of the game, Yes, there are skeletons in that closet. We've talked about it. We've talked about it a lot, but there's also, I mean, he's a he's a flawed man, like a lot of public figures have been. Uh, he's a flawed man, like what a lot of people who have done big things, good things, uh, have been. And and there's some real ugliness in there. But you know, he I mean, he was part of the summit, so that you could say that deserves a statue. Uh, you have Otto Graham. Otto Graham is the father of quarterbacking in 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 the Browns organization. That deserves a statue. The man was also uh, serving the country. Uh, That deserves a statue with with his greatness involved in there. He was an all-time winner, all-time great player. From what I know, he was a good guy. Uh, But I've only heard stories of other quarterbacks who have been around him. Uh, So those type of things, you know, those things deserve it. And when I put – like LeBron's going to get a statue. Okay, Greatest player, arguably, who ever played the game. Brown, Graham, war hero, civil rights hero. Uh, Larry Doby, color barrier, hero, Bob Feller, war hero. Great. One of the greatest pitches of all time, arguably the greatest pitcher of all our time.
1: Jim told me he had a lot of home runs. Yeah, that it does seem out of place now. And I'm looking through heritage park is what it's called over there. At Progressive park. heritage park. Heritage I want to say monument park. That's the Yankees heritage park. I, I'm sorry. I
0: apologize. You know, and he,
1: he this started Corey Kluber wise, and he probably oh, like twelve deserves... games
0: last year. I've still never been to. You got to walk down yeah. into the. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's cool if you if you got some time to kill over there. You know, I they now go check have. It out.
0: Well, now that's under construction, so I don't know well, what. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: Although I I did notice Ted or yesterday driving home, giant crane out in center field right now. That crane is massive. Hopefully they don't have the. Uh...
0: It's gonna be a weird look at the stadium this year, man.
1: Yeah, because aren't the upper deck seats green? Uh, they're still, still green yeah. all the it looks like somebody i saw an overhead an aerial shot from a drone or something the other day all the lower bowl is blue now um that same color of blue as they wear in the alternate jersey the uppers are still green the area that is above the restaurant in foul left field territory no seats there are no seats there anymore. That's that's now open air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what that's going to be like. We're going to have a
0: year. I want to say this. I sat up in that that section my first Oof. ever game at at uh, Jacobs Field. Yeah, when you saw Joey Bell. No, that was still at no. Municipal, wasn't it? No, I was down the first base line. I was at the very tippy top along the uh, along the fencing at the very top. Okay, that was my first ever right. uh, it, Indians yeah. game. The old stadium, or at this, this at
1: stadium, the stadium with the old yeah. name, the old name. I uh. I feel bad because my boys. I took all boy, all the boys. They had it was still summer. The Blue Jays were in town. One of those getaway game, one o'clock getaway game days. Mm-hmm. So leave the show, go get them. We come into it. It was hot. You know, it it's you know beginning of August, and it's hot. And we're standing out in right field, baking pretty well. And the boys are like. They go, can we go shirts off? I'm like, sure, go shirts off. It's ninety something degrees and it's summer. That's the best thing about a baseball game. You can go shirtless. Still, still shirts off, still getting hot. Eventually, I'm like, you know what? There is a spot. There's not many people there's not as many people in the uppers right now. Mm -hmm. We can go up there. We're looking, we're in right field, looking back at the field. You can see the left foul territory right where they've pulled those seats out now. I'm like we can go up there there is absolutely no one up there you guys can set wherever you want yep. and we go up and of course the oldest one he hikes his ass all the way to the top of the thing and he's up there yelling probably obscenities i couldn't really hear him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the two younger boys are with me my wife was actually there with uh, it was a work retreat day for them so she came up and sat with us and toby the youngest one who is into everything and he's really into baseball he's my only one that will consistently go to a game with us and not ask me about dip and Dots and what time we're getting, you know, this treat, or can we go to the get a new hat and things like that? He goes, you know what? These seats are actually pretty good. You can see a lot from up here. And I said, bud, if you want to start setting up here instead of paying what we're paying to set out in right field uh, for an actual seat in right field, we can come up here because it's about half price. <laughs> and then they tore those seats up. Yeah, they tore them down. But there'll no, be no, a no. nice standing area where... Dad can probably have a few drinks, and the boys can do whatever the boys do. Uh, is there a section? You've been to a lot of games. Yeah. How many did you go to last year?
0: Uh, I have it on an app. This is tol- – by the way, do you think that Tommy should have a statue? Uh, no, probably not. Really? That's probably – Peterlin act like this was going to be the most controversial thing in Cleveland. Yeah. We'll, well, he's not going to listen to this. Let's spring it on him next week. Okay. Because I think a lot of people actually agree yeah. with us. He'll be back Just in next guys, week. Guys, when we'll you compare him in. to the other guys in town that are, that are either going to have a statue, LeBron – Or, and by the way, you can make a lot of arguments for the good he's done in the world, too, Um, and everything else. Again, like, I'm sure Jim he's done a lot with charity. I'm sure he has. But it's just, I don't know. We're talking about some
1: legendary names in in American sports here, in culture. According to this, games that I've logged in the last eight years, I've been to 114. Wow. In how many years? In eight. Judas Priest. What's that average?
0: 114 in eight years? Yeah, a lot. We're look going to a lot of games. I'm going to look that up right now.
1: I got. Is there calculator. a section of that stadium you've not sat in? Uh, n- no, not really. I I haven't. The only place I haven't been games. in it's
0: just over 14 games a year. That's I nice. haven't
1: been in the dugout suites. So if anybody ever mm, wants to, I haven't hook that up. But I've been. I didn't count those, I, and I, was I, just I did. General. And during that time, this is not including games that I worked. I worked for them for a few years too. I got to play the walk up music. It was pretty awesome job. That's cool. Um. It was it was pretty cool, especially like when a guy who was I'm trying to think of who got called Jesus Aguilar got called up. Right. And we're like, what do we play for him? We send it off to whoever we send off down in the clubhouse to find out and got no response. So they were just like, he's walking up to the plate. You got to give him something. And I don't even remember what I it was. something. It was funny, though. It was something <laughs> that was turns out not a fan of but it was fine. You got a pick, but yeah, it was. Uh, and then I got the note the next day. Cause I was still pretty new there. Got the note next day. Like, Hey, well, we got the new guys coming up. Maybe they just don't have a song. Hmm. Okay. Learned. Yeah, I guess lesson so. learned. Yes. You got don't to have work, to work. Uh, Lindor's first game in Cleveland. That was pretty sweet.
0: That would be cool. Um, I remember when, when we got Matt Laporta and Akron out of that trade. Okay, yeah. And, Rob Sinclair, one of the best guys you're ever, ever, ever going to meet. He got out. of. He was doing play-by-play. But when Matt Laporta came here, it was – I mean, the place – Canal Park, I think, might have been sellout to see Matt Laporta. Okay. We had Rob Sinclair. This is back when I was running the board. This is before I I started doing the arrows, right? They had Rob. They had Jim Clark doing the play-by-play because Jim Clark's always been number one, and then Rob's number two. I was number two. I forget who his number two was after me. And then there was like Marco Lanave, who's a great right. guy. Uh, he's his number two now. And uh, Jim was doing play-by-play. They had Rob going through the stands interviewing people during the game about Matt Laporta and the feelings. Of Matt. He was reporting on people and, and about Matt Laporta, how big it was. Made it more of a disappointment when Matt Laporta wasn't good. But it, it, was, it was very bizarre. I don't think there is a section I know a section. I've never sat mezzanine or down the first baseline. Okay. I've never sat in that section. Okay. Never that's have. A, that's a good area. That's- I've sat in every I've sat right behind home plate upper deck. I've sat right behind home plate lower deck, first base first baseline, third baseline, both upper and lower. Uh, out in right field. Uh, that story I told about my first girlfriend breaking up with me, I took her to right field. Uh, bleachers, sat bleachers, sat in that corner left field, the whole thing um have never set what
1: in one of the newer areas that's very cool there's three rows in front of the uh bullpen that is pretty up my buddy's got season tickets there that's cool and he texted me one time and was just like hey not going to the game tonight do you guys want them oh man and it was cool the difference was and we set first row in right field a ton now we have tickets there and all that it's it's a great time But it's something different about being in dead center. We had a home run ball hit. I mean, it was on a laser right towards me. And it felt so much different because you don't have everyone around you. Mm -hmm. You have three rows. That's it. You don't feel sardine canned where if I don't catch this ball, somebody else is getting it. This was like, it was like I was playing center field. I like the best
0: place to sit. I like th- I like down the third like upper deck lower deck third baseline. and the reason why is because most you can really just see the ball launch off bats. Yeah. Uh, most hitters are right-handed. I mean you got a lot you got a left-handed hitter. you I mean one year God we had all lefties right. Um, but you can really see the ball launch off bats you're not really playing that guessing game you might play at the beginning of the game because you got to get used to it a little right. bit. If you don't go to a lot of baseball games, you got to get used to it. If you're sitting dead center or excuse me, sitting right behind the plate. Um, so I could see that. Plus you got your back to the sun,
1: right? So the sun's not shining. And Now it's not going it to shine is, in your eyes anyway now, great. but we sat there opening day, 2019 coldest opening day ever. It was even colder with no sun on that oh, side. The worst weather to sit in
0: Lyman. I went to a, uh, they were still the Indians. Indians, White Sox game, like third game of the season. Oof. And uh, Lyman and I went. We met up with Jason Lloyd. Okay. And his wife. And it, the worst weather for baseball is the weather where it's decently warm in the sun and cold in the shade. Because yes. you can't get comfortable. If I'm going to be hot in a baseball game, I, I know I'm going to be hot in a baseball game. If I know I'm going to be cold, I want to know I'm going to be cold at all places. Like in the fall, it's like okay, if you get to play right. in baseball play playoff baseball, you know you're gonna be cold. But in like if it's cloudy, cold, whatever, that's fine. Man, that sucked. Cause that's, the second you dropped, you walked into the, the into the shade,
1: it was like a 20 degree difference, it felt like that was the worst. That's why I have these.
0: Monksley, I have, I have yeah.
1: three of these. Three of these. They're the ones that Francona always wore in the dugout. But they uh they aren't cheap. We bought three of them because they work in the sun they breathe in the sun but in the cold they do help you keep i mean they aren't fully insulated but it, that was the one thing i know every year for christmas i'm getting something new indians guardians for my wife so that we can get ready for the season
0: i gotta get new uh, why well, i had a bunch of indian stuff i gotta get new Guardians. why well, no i have a couple of guardians things uh, but I grew out of all my old Indian stuff. Yeah. I remember one time I used to have this like warm up jacket. Like it was really nice. It was like it wasn't like the the satin majestic jacket, but I had like a warm up. I remember I wore it to a remote one time and Dustin's
1: like, hi, Kenny. You, know, you could tell I was like, uh, oh, this is a little tight. Jeff uh, has the one. Jeff has the like the clubhouse jacket from. Yeah. Oh, seven or whatever. I would, like Man, like, I should something. I should
0: look up how much satin jackets are. And maybe get one of those.
1: Are they still majestic, or are they, are they different now? Nike is, it's everything Nike now.
0: Uh, okay, I'll take a look at it. All right, um, are you finished? I'm done. Okay, wonderful. Next week, hopefully high school hoops in the state of Ohio.
1: This is the backroom edition. We got to get shot clock talk in there.
0: Oh, my God, yes. Thank you very much.